Hey, this is Dave Pryor. Welcome to Leading Agile Soundnotes. We're doing video podcasts from Agile 2017 all week with speakers and thought leaders and folks that are running the conference. Um, and right now, I am very excited. Diana Larson's here. Thank you for coming by. You're welcome, Dave. So one of the things that happens at the conference, a lot of people come and they're nervous to ask questions. I was in a thing yesterday morning, and people were like, when did DevOps, Where's, what is that? Uh, and, and there's a part of me that wants to be snarky about it, but <laughs> I'm in that exact same position right now. We talk at all the conferences, and right. you are one of the two people that put together Agile Fluency. And yeah. I'm just going to openly tell you, I don't totally know what that is. So okay. Can you talk a little bit about what that is and where it comes from? Okay. Um, well, Agile Fluency, actually, you can find out a lot about it at okay. agilefluency.org. Okay. So if people want to go more in depth, but I'll give the thumbnail sketch okay. right now. Um, the, what Agile Fluency is, is a way of thinking about what benefits an organization needs to get okay. from its teams. Okay. At, at bottom. Okay. Ad, ad, well, and particularly Agile teams. Okay. Um, one of the things that Jim and I noticed a number of years ago, James Shore right. is the person who co-developed it with me. And one of the things that the two of us noticed a few years ago was a lot of conversation about um, are, are, you, are we Agile or are we not? Yes. And, or are you Agile? And You're are you not Agile, agile. we're Agile. Well, you know. peace, right, right. So, so there was a lot of that kind of finger pointing right. and is it doing or being and is it mindset or is it practices? And you know, a lot of that stuff that for us seemed to be muddying the waters. Okay. And we noticed that we had seen very different manifestations of Agile right. be successful in a variety of situations. Okay. So we set about trying to create something, and it turned out to be this model, um, that would sort of cl clear that, clear like that up. Get away from the, like right. you're excluded from the special. Right, and awesome. so we did a process of um, over several years, uh, coming, you know, coming up kind of with a hypothesis and then checking that out with right. people and then they'd give us feedback. And, and we kept, uh, we kept refining it and refining the representation of it, how we were representing it graphically so that it made okay. sense and so on. And we finally ended up with this article called Your Path Through Agile Fluency okay. that, and we sent that out to a number of people for review and um, along with saying, yeah, we think it's solid now. Martin Fowler put his hand up and said, and I'd really like to publish it yeah, on I, my Blicky. Yeah. <laughs> Martin Fowler, like, why am I Right, and we're Fowler? like, oh, well, thank you for that yeah. support. So um, in essence, we, what we discovered, in essence, was that there seemed to be four kind of general buckets okay. of what we call fluencies or okay. fluent proficiencies. Teams have to be good at this in order to provide these kinds of benefits so to the like organization. Levels or stages you would go Yeah, and they're not, they're not, um, people want to keep wanting it to be a maturity model, and right. that's really not it. It's a best fit model. Okay. It's like, but the, the, first, the first one, which is we believe is foundational and we call focus on value, that provides enough value in a lot of instances. The next stage is we call deliver value, which you can kind of read about the characteristics of that, right. um, is 
builds on what you've done in Focus on so Value. So you'd want to get the foundation before you, you Yeah, you, you would have to have those okay. foundational things in order to do Deliver Value. Okay. And you'd have to have those foundational things and the Deliver Value things in order to get to the next one, Optimize Value. But we don't believe everybody needs to climb that ladder. Okay. The, the trick is, which space do we really need to be in and then just focus on that? And we call that calling your shot. Okay. You know, we just want to be here. Yeah. And then that, that illuminates a bunch of things. It says, yes, the, the organization has clarified what kind of benefits it wants from its team, right. and they can now have a conversation about the investments that they're making okay. to get there. Okay. What kinds of training, what kinds of attention, what kinds of uh, workspace accommodations, what, you know, all the things, all the various kinds of investments, okay. not just dollar investments, but all kinds of investments, does an organization need to be, to make in okay. their teams in order to get this, this benefit set, okay. yeah, these business outcomes. So this doesn't sound like something that, like, if I'm on a team and I'm like, right. well, we need to become more agilely fluent, or however right. you would say it, this sounds more like an organizational decision yes. to support Yes, to support the, the teams. Space in which they can yeah, succeed. and then the team. The way the teams get engaged is, you know, you, you have that conversation with leaders. Right. We, they say, mm, we think we need deliver value teams, and then you go to the teams and you say, we want to engage you okay. in a discussion about where, you know, what what you're doing now. Okay. And then the team does kind of a self-assessment process and says, oh, well, you know, we're not performing quite at fluently, reliably okay. at deliver value in these areas. Okay. And we'd like some in institutional investment to help us come yeah, up yeah. to the, the standard that we need to be to give the investment, or give the benefits sure. that we're being asked for. And, um, and then we aggregate the right. results from a number of teams to look at the overall teams pattern, within teams within that organization. Right. We look for the overall patterns and then that's what we take back to leaders. So we don't out any teams. Okay. We, particularly, the safety thing is a big thing and you can't, if you violate that, you have no ability to then repeat it later and, and see if the there's, pool. it just poisons the okay. pool. So we want to make sure that we can then repeat this conversation later and see if the team, if the investment that the organization has off. made has actually paid off. Okay. So we want to be able to, you know, replicate that. Okay. So then we take that aggregate back to the leaders and we say, here's, here, you do. here's, here's where you are now. Okay. Here's where you said you want to be. Here's some things that these teams are asking for. Here's some other things that from our experience we believe you're gonna to need to invest right. in to, to get the benefits you said you want. Are those still the benefits you want? Is this a trade-off you can make? Okay. Because they get to then decide, oh, maybe we should manage our expectations. Maybe we, maybe we can moderate our need for some of these business outcomes because we okay. really can't quite afford for any number of reasons, maybe they can't afford all the investments. Okay. Or, or we work with them to figure out, and the people who know how to use our materials work with them then to figure out um, where should we start with this? Okay. You know, how do we iteratively and incrementally make these investments in a way that's affordable for the company okay. and is moving the teams in the direction we need them to move? Okay. So that's, in so, essence, that's it. It's a, it's a, a process, a okay. life cycle. 
I, when I hear about things like this, I can't stop running into the, oh, this is how it's going to go wrong in some of yeah, the places. Yeah, of course. So yeah. I'm assuming that it's not a situation where leadership would say, we need you to be here. Yeah. Tell us what you want. Right. But the team does get to say, if you want that, this is what we need. Right. Does management ever come back and say, yeah, you're going to have to do that, but we're not doing this and this and this? Or is that the poison? Well, and then our job, the people right. who are doing the assessments, and we've got a cadre of people now who are capable of doing this, helping the team through the assessment. Um, our, that, the job of our job is to say, well, you can do that. You can choose not to invest, to only invest in these things and right. not invest in those things. In our experience, here's that's, this is how that's going to okay. affect the kind of benefits you and can get. And they get to make a choice. Yeah, and they get to, we, we help to manage their expectations. Okay. You know, I mean, you can't go to a dealership yeah. and say, I want to buy a Cadillac. Here's $10. But yeah, <laughs> but here's $10, yeah. right? I mean, you, you're not going to bargain your way in. You can't bargain your way into really effective, fluent, reliable, predictable, agile. Okay. Right? There's certain things you have to do that we know. And we're, the other part of the model that, that we like to highlight is that we are methodology agnostic. Okay. We don't actually care Scrum what approach you take to get there, okay. right? You, you, you find one that is a good fit for the nature of your work okay. and for the nature of your organization and you, know, and you move from there. And so we don't, we don't recommend that necessarily. Okay. We just say, here's where you need to go. If, this is what, if these are the business outcomes you really want, right. and these are the business outcomes that you're willing to invest to something to get, right. um, here are the possibilities okay. of the ways you could get there. Let's work together to figure out what's the right fit. Okay. It's really all about fit for purpose. And that okay. comes out of both James and my sort of real digging into the idea, the nature of complex systems, which software development is, yep. and that the, really the best you can do is kind of keep getting closer and closer to fit for your purpose. And making adjustments as you go along and new, new characteristics and emerge. Perfect. Yeah, okay. and letting it, well, you can't jump in one leap right. from here's where we are now, and now we're going to be perfect. We're going to be agile. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 just, that doesn't happen for anybody, right? So around any kind of practice. So, so there's a lot of talk at stuff like, events like this. Sorry. Yeah. I haven't had enough coffee yet. <laughs> about transformation process. Yeah. This sounds to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, more like not so much a roadmap to get from waterfall to agile, but if you're on the path towards agility, this is like a health thing. Yeah. Like you've gotten to the point where you're like, okay, we're kind of stumbling yeah. through some of the stuff. Let's tune it up. Yeah. So I'm assuming that leadership that would be looking at this is a little bit more self-aware of what's going on or hopefully. Some are. Or is some it driven are. by we need this outcome? Yeah. Generally speaking, uh, we say where this whole st all starts is there's an, uh, the very most beginning starting point, and some people kind of start further in. Okay. But the very most beginning starting point is an organization that has a, a work group, I, I don't use the word team for this, right. of individual contributors who are maybe all working on the same project, product, okay. and they are um, 
you know, doing their work and then trying to integrate at some point and, you know, that right. goes how it goes. Yeah. And, and they're, the, they're being assigned tasks and, um, you know, that's the way they've been working. Right. And what we say, the first, your first shift into this is the organization saying, you know, we could get some, we could get some economies, we could get some uh, uh, faster uh, Product, productivity and perform right. better, higher quality performance if, if we began to use a more collaborative team knowledge work based okay. approach, right? And uh, I mean, that's what we know is that when people are doing knowledge work, right. a team based uh, work structure tends to be better than a collection of individual contributors. Yeah. Not 100%, but tens. More often than not. More often than not. Right. And there's decades of research and experience that show that in many fields, not right. just software. So, um, so somebody has that awareness and is beginning to explore that. Okay. It's like, well, what if we were to think about this agile thing yeah. and, and move toward more of a team-based way of getting our work done and, okay. and shipping our product? What would that take? And that's where that first, very first conversation begins. And okay. then we say, well, here's the model. Here are your possibilities. Yeah. Let's talk about what kind of product do you have. Um, we find, and this again is not 100%, right. but there are quite a number of um, ITIS um, de departments, organizations, organizations that f focus on value, knowing that they are always going to get reliably the next most valuable thing built okay. that's in terms of value for the business right. um, and that the team is going to know how to work effectively together they're not gonna there's not gonna be a lot of drama right. there's not gonna be you know um, to, to make that happen and that there's and that they will have visibility the business will have visibility into the progress okay that's what we call focus on value that's the very first zone I've had a number of clients for whom that was a huge achievement. I mean, yeah, the, I'm, you're talking <laughs> in my head, I'm thinking of all these yeah. people that I see, and I'm like, if, if you could get there, yeah, like, because it sounds to me like the teams have sort of gone through the forming and storming thing, they're probably stable, they've got yeah. some of these practices down. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And, and so, you know, they could stop there. Yeah. If we're doing a, a more product-based and not an internal infrastructure-based right. product or output, um, we might need to do continuous delivery. Okay. We might need to be more responsive to our market. Right. We might, if we've got that kind of product, we might need to be in deliver value zone, okay. right? Which, is the, which, which is the next one okay. and so on and so forth. So, so we look at together with the leaders at the nature of the product right. and the nature of the benefits that they need to get and then they can then they can figure it out so, so is it yeah. is it that they get to i mean if they're just starting and they want to get all the way to the fourth stage you're able to say don't don't, don't even think about it. just let's just do the basics well actually um we do say call your shot we okay. say if you have a good case for where you the kind of benefits you need let's 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 look at that and let's do everything it takes to get there. Okay. Which is going to include all so the all the previous it. zones right. and that one. 
in terms of the what you, you call the fourth zone, right. the fourth area, very few companies want that. Okay. It's a very particular kind of way of working where the teams are actually making decisions on behalf of the whole system, yeah. uh, are able to think in terms of um, our product versus or in comparison to the benefit the company might get from other products okay. and be able to make some sacrifices and trade-offs and negotiate across teams and the teams are doing that. And that's a very mature level to get to. That's a, well, it's a... I don't, I should I mean, mature. Yeah, it's not mature because, because it's, it's very suited to yeah. a particular kind of purpose right. which the vast majority of organizations don't need. Don't need, yeah. right? But we do see that okay. from time to time. Generally, it's um, startups um, and you know early stage kind of successful startups are able to do that. And then sometimes they, as they continue to grow, they start to ask the other. Questions. They really start asking other questions, and they don't really want to be there anymore. It becomes okay. the the communication overhead of doing that becomes too great. Okay. But it's a cool way to work if you've ever worked that yeah, way, you yeah. know, and so people know about it and they know they need to have all these other skills. But if you're a smaller company and you've only got a couple of teams, right. it's much easier to get all those skills, and all those fluencies than if you've got a hundred, yeah, then okay. it'd be just, the challenges are just really very great. So, so it really is about fit for purpose. Okay. Yeah. What business outcomes and what kind of product are we doing? All right. Yeah. So you guys have been working on this for a couple of years, and you're going to have a conference. We are. We're going to okay. have a gathering of people who are interested. We've had two previous ones in the okay. last two years. One was in Portland. The other was in Seattle. This year, we've got we've had so much interest from folks in Europe and other parts of the world. This year, we're going to have our gathering in Europe. Okay. And so it's going to be in Germany at a place called Rukersbach and. It's a very cool retreat center, and so people can go to our website and find okay. information Which about it. Which they would go to agilefluency.org. .org, okay. yeah. Do you find, and this is, we didn't prep this question, so I'm just going <laughs> to, um, I sometimes look at the question in class, if I get somebody from the UK or somewhere in Europe, who's more agile, the people in the United States or the people <laughs> in Europe? And I always feel like, like you're talking about Germany, like the people that I know from over there, they're like, I'm like, damn, I can't, I don't ever see people that can do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And they're always like, oh, no, you guys are so much better. Do you see, like, one being more, um, not, not that one's bad, but do no. you feel like, like, culturally, maybe Europe is further, more open well, to Well, I think there are places okay. in Europe. You know, painting all of Europe yeah. with a broad brush is yeah. a dangerous way to go. But um, I do think... For instance, in the Scandinavian countries. Like Sweden. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that to me is like. Sweden and Denmark, <laughs> and to some agile. extent, Finland. Okay. They are, more, they are Western cultures, but they culturally tend to be more collectivist and group oriented. Okay. So, one of the things I've noticed over the past 15, 20 years of being in this area is that the idea of moving into that collaborative team right. is not such a big leap. Yeah. And in the US and in places in Germany and to some extent in France, it's a bigger leap. Yeah. People are more individualistic and they, you know, that learning the benefits of that and the and the fact that, you know, wow, you know, as an individual I really like ordering this other way. Right. It takes a little bit more. Okay. Um, 
But in terms of engineering practices and, you know, that's, I think, all over the map. It's very, yeah. you know, it's very much about the organization they're in, have people made investment in everybody's learning. Right. And that's more variable organization to organization rather than country culture to okay. country culture, I think. Cool. Yeah. All right. And so you've got two talks yeah. here. So you did... Yesterday uh, we did Deliberate Practice. Deliberate Practice. These are long titles. Yeah. <laughs> deliberate Practice at the Fluent Edge Promoting Goal-Directed Learning for Agile Teams. Mm -hmm. And today... Yeah. So, 2 o'clock today. Fluent and Agile Team Culture, the first shift in achieving agility. Yeah, we're going to dive into that focus on value zone and talk okay. about why it's so important. Cool. So that's where people that are kind of coming into this would go to learn more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're moderating the stalwart session with Jeff Patton. Yeah. Okay, I'm very excited really cool. about that. Yeah. I'm and one more thing, Brazil. Right. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm doing that uh, keynote talk in Brazil. And, and I just got word, I gave them, you know, sort of a, a few topic options and right. I just got I just heard from them yesterday they really want me to talk about agile fluency oh, so cool. that's what I'll that's what my topic will be when on my keynote there cool. all right so yeah. if they want to learn more about that you know where they should go for that uh, that sh that will be the agile alliance okay. yeah cool. they've, they've got the agile Brazil website cool. so. Thanks for coming by. It was great talking to you. Nice talking to you, right. Dave. And keep watching all week. We're going to be doing interviews with folks that are here so that if you can't be at the conference, you can get a sense of what's going on. And hopefully I will get to ask more questions where I am nervous. I was scared to ask you this. So thank you for doing it. <laughs>